instead of the usual host. I will explain that in one minute. It might be less than one minute. I am not timing this. This is the world last podcast. I realize it's supposed to be a comedy. I tried making up a joke, but I haven't felt like it for all the deaths. Here's one I remember. The first act... There's a foam bleeding. Second act, the foam keeps bleeding. Third act, the same foam keeps bleeding. What's the name of the theater work? Call a good cut. Well, that might be funnier, more funny in Spanish. Many of you should understand Spanish, at least the Mexican version of it. There are many differences between their Spanish and Spanish Spanish. But you would need to know at least one kind of Spanish to understand why. Okay, enough podcasting. Tourist by Sea. That was the name of our operation. We call it to it by sea in order to, uh, to mislead the authority. We carried out three missions, only one involving water. That one went, went well. It led several of our heroes onto the abandoned ship, the Liberty One. The Libertarians, however, misguided their philosophy had a lot of advanced weapons and other fuel uh, technology. Some of their advancements are, well, I can give it all away. We pretended to attend one of their TED Talks. My fighters were the only people in the audience. I had to laugh and applaud to keep the others awake long enough for us to attack. Talk was about new trade opportunities offered by the Pacific membrane. The speaker thought it would be possible to build vehicles loud enough to drive on the membrane. The Pacific Rim would be more united than ever. Those were still alive enough. We took out our guns and aimed at them. I said we wanted to shoot. He said he didn't care, as long as we did, as we let him continue his speech. He took us around, describing a competition he planned to hold for designing the new vehicles. To go for the cheapest one. So we were moving through the ship and gathering weapons and supplies. I started wondering why the authority hadn't taken over the ship. He wasn't well guarded. People there were talkative and boring. 
that they were in enough condition to fight. They were the kind of people who collect weapons, but not a kind who used them. I started to wonder maybe the authority isn't a ruthless, fastless machine but I thought it was. Maybe they were just idiots who had seized power with no plans to maintain it or expand it. Still, it's not worth talking. Uh, it's not worth taking a chance. While we were doing that, your host was sent on a different mission. We put together well in near Diathara's headquarters, and he was given a speech in front of it. We sent lots of the civil guard to arrest people and break it up. Most of them were released, and after. But your host had disappeared. I think we can get him back. I don't know what will happen to him for now, but, well, there's no end to that sentence. Anyway, hit it leaves and takes for me to play for you in case I don't want to do the entire thing by myself, and I don't. All of this were kind of morbid. I try to choose one of that at least related to the time of year. Here it is. Since it had been from around the time of winter solstice some years ago. We're approaching the winter solstice here. And that always makes me think of a very special day. December 21st, the day of the Mayan apocalypse. We all know the world didn't end then, and we can argue about whether the world has ended now. I think there's too much left of it to say that it's ended. Other people disagree. Most young people won't understand this analogy, but it's like dinner. Is dinner over because you're full, or does it end only when you've cleaned your plate? If the world were a dinner plate, I'd say that most of the meat is gone, but there's still some that has fat on it, and there are about half the vegetables and still plenty of rice. Of course, if the world were a dinner plate, we could just add more food to it. Also, I do think dinner is over when you're full. Can remember what being full feels like. This terrible analogy was brought to you by hunger. Okay, the Mayan apocalypse. We all know now that the world didn't end on December 21st of 2012. We all knew before then that it wasn't going to end. Nevertheless, we found it fun and distracting enough to think that it might Here's a little thing I wrote to the world in case it did end all those years ago. It's kind of a thank you note. Thanks for existing for so long, especially these last few decades. There was never a full minute when I knew why you were here or what I was doing on you. It can't have been easy for you either. Your closest companion was the moon and it doesn't seem like you guys have much in common. It has to be like being tethered to a corpse.
Thanks for hanging in anyway. Thanks for other human beings, their perpetual dissatisfaction and endless complaints have made progress possible. You were great to begin with, but even you have to admit you are much more enjoyable with air conditioning. Also, it was nice to have other people to talk to who were just as confused about you as I was. Thanks for all the other animals. They were delicious. I need to single out the chicken. Not only did it always taste perfectly fine, it did everything but cut itself up and throw its parts on our plates. Great job with the chicken. Thanks for plants. They were not as good to eat, but they were much better to smoke. You can't get a squirrel in a pipe or roll up a mouse in a cigar wrapper. Thanks for staying active for earthquakes and volcanoes. Without volcanoes like Vesuvius, we would never know what Italians were planning to eat for dinner 2,000 years ago. Thanks for being firm enough to walk on, yet malleable enough to make little pots and jars. Thanks for holding on to all that useless dead algae until it turned into oil. Thanks for all of it, your seven wonders, your fairs, your miss, your greatest pizzas, your biggest teepees, your biggest everything else, and all your records. We could never call anything the best without mentioning you, and before you blink out of existence, I want you to know that you've been the best world there is for everything that exists on you. Thank you. talk about breasts, and your host was very dismissive of them. He overheard someone listening to one of their shows and transcribed their response to his criticism. He said, you could say this is a show about breasts, but what you should say is a show about math that uses breasts as an example. Fun way to learn mathematic concepts. You talk about a function edge curve Describe. You talk about volume and ways of estimating weight. Lots of people talk about breasts, but do they describe the way they feel by using pounds per square inch? Of course not. They are nearly as objective. You could say this is a, this is a show about breasts, but what you should say is this is a show about history as told through famous breasts. If you listen to our show about Harriet Tubman, you would know that we described her breast supersizely and accurately based on historical data that you could practically feel them with your mind. Is this a show about breasts? Okay, yes it is. But it's also about applying every field of human knowledge to them. So don't worry about us running out of material. We'll be fine. Worry about yourself running out of time. That was a message for him. It's probably because they are so indignant. They are basically puppets. How can they get so angry about that? Is it an act or are they stupid? This has been fun for me.
but I wouldn't like to condone it. We have a plan to rescue your host, and the more I think about the authority, the more I for sure it will work. Hopefully, it will be him talking to you next week. Until then, take risks, challenge the authority, challenge the authority, and question everything you hear and some of what you think, especially if it's unusual for you.